0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the path of me. I'm your host, Wendy Hutchinson. And I have a beautiful guest, Lily Hernandez, who is a therapist, a life coach, a podcast host. And the name of her company is Lost Beauties. And I can't wait to introduce you. So welcome, Liliana. Thanks, Lily, for being here. No, you're welcome. Thank
1: you so much, Wendy. It's always a pleasure to talk to you.
0: You just recently had this huge pivot where you did something so bold and had to step into faith into your purpose. And I was wondering if you could share with the audience, what that looked like for you and how you came to the the knowing and then having the courage to do it.
1: Oh, yeah, you were just like straight, let's get to it, right? We're going right in. We're, we're deep diving right in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, this huge pivot. So um, and definitely uh, taking that step into faith is that I, um, ended up resigning from a position that I was in. I was at this, um, agency for about nine years. I've done mental health services for about total of 16 years now. Um, I've worked in the community mental health field for that amount of time from the beginning of like, even just going to school. So, um, I had sort of worked my way up, up this ladder at this agency from like literally like intake services like phone and just, you know, um, as I was getting licensed and moving into like, um, a supervisor and then managing a program and being, uh, a, a, a program manager for, uh, intensive mental health services into the director of this agency out in this area. And, um, I was working there and I thought, God, you know, this is like the top, this is where I'm at. This is what I've been working so hard for. You know, I went to school and I got this degree and I've just been putting it to use. And, you know, I sat there for a moment, like, this is like, you know, my mom's dream. Like she's good. <laughs> she made it. You right. know what I mean? Right. And, um, there, there was this just thing that happened in life where I'm driving in and I'm, and this is literally the, the moment that, that the pivot takes is I'm driving in, so I had gone from a 45 minute commute to about an hour and a half one way. Oh so round trip about three hours. Um a and, day, you know, a day a day, a day, and I work five days a week. And um I live in the I, I cross the San Fernando Valley to come into where I live, and if God forbid, there's a fire. <laughs> or there's too much rain right it, it turns mm-hmm. that hour and a half into three hours easily um oh my gosh yeah fires they shut down the place towards you know the way I, I drive up so I have to wait out for a while anyways I'm driving into work this morning and, and what happened that morning is that I had been getting up I had been feeling sort of off for a couple of weeks and you know maybe more than a couple of weeks but just it was coming to this point and i ended up waking up this morning with a really bad migraine and um i just thought i i can't like i i emailed into work and i let my boss and hr know that i was running a little bit late that i was i was experiencing this migraine i was going to take some medication and then i i'd been in sure enough took my medication went back to bed woke up in a couple of hours and i thought okay you know headache's gone we're good and i drive into um Into work. So, about 20 minutes, 25 minutes into the drive, I get this overwhelming feeling of dread. I don't know. And it bubbled up and it just came out as tears. And I'm sobbing on this freeway. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with me? Whoa. Literally. Wow. Literally. this coming from literally and I was like sobbing and I'm like okay like like what's wrong and I'm like literally there was a moment like pull over or get off turn back and I'm driving and I'm and the question is like what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong and the thought is feels like your soul is dying Mm
0: I've been there. Right. You know that feeling. You know it in the core of your being.
1: Like, where did that thought come from? What does that mean? Soul, right? Like, I feel like my soul is dying. And even just the thought, I was like, "Mm." it gave me a sense of like, okay, like I think that the tears might've like sort of stopped flowing and I thought, okay, and I'm driving, you know? And then the next thought is, I need some soul CPR. Wow. And that thought within itself, Wendy was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That like, that's something I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it meant. I don't know where it came from. I, I didn't in the moment. And I just thought, Yeah. And that like, just sort of had me g- get composed, like in the mirror. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Like eyes are glossy. We're good. Okay. Like by the time, like in another hour, I'll be good to like show face at work. Right. Yeah. So that was the beginning of it. It was like, what was that? My Prior to this, I'd been feeling tired, fatigued, um, out of it, discombobulated, um, this feeling of like not being connected to your body. Mm-hmm like your mental, like even just you're in your head and there's almost, did this you feel like,
0: like dissociated,
1: dissoci- dissociated 100%. Mm-hmm. Yes. So mm-hmm. there's been these moments and, you know, I have, I, I would go to the doctor and I was like, okay, maybe it's anxiety. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that I, you know, I'll practice my, um, some, some essential oils and like lavender and I'd go to bed with some lavender and, you know, I, I'd, I'd use what I wanted and needed. And okay, well, I still feel the same, like, okay, doctors are like, oh, you know, it's probably stress. And, you know, it seems like you're a little uh, dehydrated as well, drink more water. I'm like, all right, I'll drink more water. Great. Okay. But I still feel this way. And, you know, I went to go get um, massages and I went to go get like, you name it externally, like trying to figure what, what is this? Mm -hmm. So as I had this moment, I just thought those things haven't worked. Right. What else can it be? And as, as I thought about, you know, the drive, the rest of the drive in and I'm thinking like, if my soul's dying, like, what is that trying to tell me? Mm-hmm. So I had an hour drive to really, like, I literally, it's one of those moments to talk about dissociating that I arrived to the office and I was like, how did I get here? How did I get here? Cause I was so lost in thought. Right. I am so on auto mode. Like, what does right. that mean? My soul is dying. Well, what does my soul need? What does it need that I haven't given it to it? I mean, I feed it and I'm going to the gym and I'm drinking water and I'm, you know, getting massages and I'm trying to relieve stress. And what is it to the point that I had gone to a doctor when I saw my, my doctor, she said, you know, it seems like there's a little bit of anxiety going on. I'm going to give you some, Xanax. Um, mm-hmm. And I used it on, on as, as needed basis, which I think for me, it worked taking it at night before bedtime. Cause it would shut down my brain. Mm-hmm. No thinking, no thoughts, no lists, no, what am I doing tomorrow? No, don't mm-hmm. forget. Don't this, don't here. And I would be able to rest and I'd be able to wake up and be functional. And there was a moment that I'm like, <sighs> but is this, is this it? Like, that was one of my thoughts. Is this it? Is this the rest of my life? Go home go to bed, get up, go to work, drive an hour and a half, maybe two, maybe three, get to work, deal with, let's not even get started with that. Yeah. (laughs) Cause it's mental health services, but you're the one going crazy. Right. Um, and that might resonate with a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. We're in the mental health services and we feel like we aren't taking care of our own mental health. Never. Or as a, a team member, I'm not providing enough support for my team. Am I giving them stress? I stressed about that a lot. Uh, me and our our um our higher ups, we would butt heads, I and them would butt heads a lot about what did that mean? I don't want to be a trauma inducing supervisor. Mm-hmm. I, you know, so I think a lot of my work responsibilities really crashed with like that that heartfelt part of me that says, but that doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. So it took me, took me a while, right. To kind of figure out, I ended up going to a therapist and really kind of figuring out that even just, I had a trauma bond with work. That's huge. That's an aha
0: moment, a trauma bond with work. Like that is so many people's story. Tell me a little bit
1: more about that. What did that mean for you? So the way she pointed it out for me was you're in an abusive relationship with this agency. And you think about the cycle of abuse, right? And you think about how um, there's the honeymoon stage and everything's great. And you're like, bobbing your head and saying, yep, that's what you need. That's what you want. Got it. Okay. No worries. No problems. And then you're, you're doing your work and you're they're Like, that's not what we mean. That's not what was said. That's not working. Why aren't you doing ABC and D and why is X, Y, and Z have, and then you're like, Oh my God. Okay. Like then there's that, that part of that fear of like, okay, what's going to happen. There's going to be, you know, there's tension building. There's that
0: adrenal response. There's that fear. All of it's
1: coming up. All of it. Right. And when you talk Mm -hmm. about trauma bond, it's, they've given you something. And you're like, I'm so grateful for this. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm the director of this, you know, of the site. And, and and maybe part of, you know, one of the things that I learned in therapy was like, that was part of how I was raised, you become very grateful for what you're given, right? So therefore, you know, this is this is what I'm offering. And then how do you live up to those expectations? Mm -hmm. And in living up to those expectations that sometimes were just in my own head, I was like, I'm not doing a good enough job. Like, I don't, do I deserve being here? Do I deserve X, Y, and Z? Right. Right.
0: That worthiness piece plays such a role in, you know, you're striving and you're achieving and you're receiving. And like you said, you get to this pinnacle point and you're like, I don't even deserve, I'm not doing enough. I need to go harder. I need to strive harder. I need to hit it. I need to create it. I need to achieve it. Even though you've accomplish so much it's not enough right and you right. just keep I, I liken it to chasing your tail like a dog chasing its tail you'll never get there you'll never catch it mm-hmm. you'll never be it and it's so devastating for perfectionists or people mm-hmm. who i'm um, obviously you're speaking my language right <laughs> i have a little uh, association with it myself and and then you stop and you think, what?
1: Why am I doing this? That was a question: Why? Mm-hmm. For whom? Mm-hmm. Right? Because it wasn't making me feel better. And as you're ending right. up this cycle of abuse, it was sort of like then there's the explosion and there's that letdown and there's that that part, right. right? Like, what part of this do I deserve? And and how can I make it better? And and you know, like, tell me what else you know, do you need to see happen? And then okay. we start all, okay, this is what I need. And you're like, I got it. And now right. I'm working like 50 hours and 60 hours. And I'm oh like, God. I'm, and, and meanwhile, your and-
0: soul is dying and withering,
1: your soul is <laughs> dying. <laughs> literally dying and shrinking God. and disappearing on you. This, and you're Oof. like, okay, no, but, 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 okay, that's not important that that we'll figure that out. You keep
0: fixing it, right? You keep fixing it. I can fix this. I can fix this. I can do this. I can make it better, but there's no way it will never be enough. It will,
1: it'll, and that was the realization for something Mm. that isn't owned by you. Will it ever be enough for them? Because they know that you can perform at this level and their thought is think about business. Well, then what else? Cause I squeeze out of them. Push her How harder. else? Right. Yeah. Push her harder. Mm-hmm. She, she knows she's great at what she does. Mm-hmm. If we just push her a little bit more, we'll take her to the next level. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you fall for it and you're like, yeah, you know, what else is on there? What else is on the agenda? What else can we do? And there was a moment that I'm like, I don't feel good about it mm-hmm. on so many different levels. So I have this moment. I'm like, I need to do something about it. I'm in therapy. She helps me see a couple of things when, when she gave me not only the trauma bond Mm -hmm. connection and Mm -hmm. you're in a DV relationship with your agency. I just thought, Whoa. Cause her question was as a therapist, what would be the question you ask your client? And I was like, those are the questions I got to ask myself. Right. Right. So I was like, okay, there, there's, there's, there's a connection. So what's my plan? Mm -hmm. What's my escape plan? Mm -hmm. How do I make something out there safe for me enough to be able to leave this and be okay here? Because a lot of the fear then becomes, well, we, we gave you this, you know, this is a title. This is what, you know, this is what you wanted. You know, you, you, we offered it, you took it, you're here because you wanted to. And now you're, that was my all in my head. Now Mm -hmm. you're all of a sudden, you know, it's not what you want. And I thought, it was what I wanted and needed in the moment. Mm -hmm. Today, it's different. I think we need to give ourselves
0: permission to pivot. 100%. Because we're constantly evolving. Circumstances are constantly changing. We're becoming better versions of ourselves. And that requires us to let go of things that no longer serve us, even though they offer security, financial security, physical security, whatever mm-hmm. kind of security mm-hmm. it is. Yep. And that's the hardest place between knowing that you have to leave it and then actually letting go of it and leaving it.
1: Because yeah. that yeah. is so scary. And it was it was because I had, because of that, bought my first house. Right. Because of that right? income, right? Because and of that income and everything mm-hmm. that it, it provided. And I thought, what does that mean? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. And again, you know, as a therapist sort of, ex- you know, is helping me sort of explore different parts of, of different places of me. I just thought if I did it once, I could do it again. Mm-hmm. That without a doubt, I know that of me. Mm-hmm. So, how do I secure something that makes me happy to be able to say, "Okay, here it is"? So, you know, come fast forward. You know, um, I'm working on that. That was that was probably in 20, late 2018, maybe 2018. So, I'm like figuring out what else is in the horizon for me. What does that mean? What does that look like? I start. I am doing um, private practice uh, supervision for a mental health agency, uh, a nonprofit startup. And I love the supervision portion of it. And, you know, I end up getting a couple of clients and I'm doing uh, private practice clients and I'm seeing life coaching clients. And I thought, if I can do this all the time, oh my gosh, like that would be what I need. So I'm like thinking, yep. I come to the conclusion, I write it in my agenda, June 30th, 2020. 20 is my resignation like that's my last day so obviously a month before that I'll be resigning and I put that on my agenda late December 2019 and then the world changes right (laughs) right (laughs) and I'm like oh as soon as like March April hit and I thought oh my gosh like June is around the corner. That's not happening. I don't know what's, <laughs> what's going to happen with anything tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And um, the good thing from that was that because I was working, I was commuting about 15 um, hours uh, a week. And now having to work from home, I got to turn those 15 hours a week into private client time. Mm-hmm. So I was like making, I was making money while I was losing money on the mm-hmm. other end. Mm-hmm. So I swirled away money. And I'm like, something's going to be of it. Um, market's doing well, sell my house, buy this home. And I move because I had the opportunity to still be employed where I was. Mm-hmm. And I move in here January of uh, 20. We closed in December of 2020 and we, and I get my keys in December and January of 2021. And In January, I thought, this is still doable. You working on your own private practice clients. And, you know, unfortunately, it is what the world needs right now. Or fortunately, and depends on where you are and who you are in getting it. That I knew, like I knew, like I knew this is where I needed to be. So I recalendared my resignation on my calendar, on my agenda. And that was the goal. And I moved forward. And as my, my client, uh, I kept my client, uh, private practice clients very low because Mm -hmm. I still, you know, had my 40 hour uh, job, my job, but in sort of knowing this is where I'm moving into, I really just started to sort of fall into this place of like, even feeling better, breathing easier right? Like needing anxiety medication less and less. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And sure enough, right. Come, uh, June. I let my boss, I, there was tons of things that happened in the world and in life and, you know, family and COVID and everything
0: and... was pointing you in that
1: direction. Everything, right? Everything. So I, I resigned and I walked away from that agency, July of 2021. So I've been self-employed for, in July will be a year. Wow. In July. And in that time, I had time to sort of like settle into everything that was me. My own joy, my own happiness, knowing what it was like to breathe, right? Like not having to have those, that anxiety that would erupt or those nightmares or the lack of sleep because X, Y, and Z meetings were coming up. Think about
0: all of the energy you reclaimed to pour into you that you were pouring into that, that other life, you know, must've been huge.
1: It one, as you put it that way, I'm like, I don't think I've thought about it that way. Yeah. Reclaiming that energy for me that I was like trying to disperse to make things happen was now mine.
0: Now you're building your own practice. You're building your own joy, your own fulfillment, your own bank account,
1: your own everything, right? Everything, your own hours. Yeah. Structuring your own life, your own date. I started, I loved this part. I was so like, this is what I'm going to do. I was working for about four or five months, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Love it. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I had Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off, and then I would work. That must have been incredible. It was the, it was like, yeah. Did you feel like you won the
0: lottery? Like I literally just won the lottery. I'm paying my bills. It took me a moment.
1: (laughs) It took me a moment because I would literally sometimes just sit up thinking, where am I supposed to be? Oh, wait, nowhere. (laughs) That's right. It's Monday. (laughs) I love it. Or... just it
0: feels off it was like a little ptsd right you had to like process this ptsd of of your old life and transitioning to your new life it's like you had to kind of recalibrate and just settle into the new way of being
1: exactly and i thought this is my this is my these are my days. i get to program my days my hours when i'm off when i'm working if I decided to see somebody on a Friday or on a Monday because we had a reschedule, I chose to say yes, or I'll no. see you next week. Right. 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 And what was, was that freedom? Like,
0: like, what was that freedom? Like just being able to structure that your was a own lottery. Life.
1: That was the lottery. That was a lottery. That was like amazing. My choice, like my thoughts, my decisions, no one, talk about clocking in and clocking out PTSD Talk about having to show up for meetings, PTSD. Mm-hmm. Talk about having to talk to a staff because their productivity is really low. As a supervisor, PTSD, mm-hmm. right? Knowing they're going through their own stuff. Yeah. they just had a baby. They're not sleeping as much as they right. would. They're not. They're working. under
0: their own life pressures and, tiki, and I have to go ticking go in. time bombs. You know,
1: exactly. and you have right? to go ride so, them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because productivity is productivity. Right. And not having any of that was like, okay, this is, this is me. This is what I need to do. So it took me a moment to kind of be comfortable with it. I did a lot of gardening during nice. these days that Love I was it. like, okay, okay. So, you know, it took me, I I did some, some, definitely a lot of work to the house. And I loved, I realized I loved that part of like creating um, putting things together, um, put using my hands to do things. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm like really handy. Like, I, <laughs> you know, I, Wendy, I installed my own toilet. What? Very, very, I'm
0: yes. impressed.
1: Super I'm so impressed.
0: That. Isn't it fun and satisfying when you actually get to do the work and then you sit back and you're like, I just did that. And it I looks amazing, that. by the
1: way. And it, it's functional. It works and I didn't need anything or that. It, it so cool. that just feels so good. So um, then I started structuring my days and my hours to be like, you know, I I came to this realization as well. I don't function very well after uh, two o'clock. It's my downtime. I need to like after lunch. I want to like just sit, relax, enjoy it, let it digest, and not have to jump into like a session. Mm-hmm. So I thought I cannot have two, three, four o'clock sessions because I'm, I, I know I try, I'm, I'm the best that I can be in the moment, but I mm-hmm. could be better. Mm-hmm. So I shifted my clients to morning hours. So I have eight o'clock, nine o'clocks, 10 o'clock sessions, 11 o'clock, and I'm good. And I know that after that, I'm like, I don't have to worry about being Trying to keep myself awake with some caffeine or with, you know, X, Y. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm right. done with my day. I love it. I'm done with I my day. It. And I'm like, I feel productive after that. If I take a little nap or I really enjoy my lunch for longer than I, you know, not even need to or want to, like, because I won't, yeah, I can. Right. And then do whatever it is that I need.
0: Isn't that amazing not to have to have a reason yes. to do something, to have this space. To create, because I find, so I just, yesterday I was posting on my social media how, you know, at like one o'clock, I was like, I'm done. Like, no more work is happening today. (laughs) I'm done. And I just like sat on the couch, I stared out the window, had some tea. And the old me would have been chastising me, like riding me the whole time, that narrative, like you should be doing laundry. You should be, if I'm not working, I should be doing, working at the house. I'm I'm like constantly proving my worth by being busy and productive. So that was like an old program and paradigm I had to break because I found that when I, when I take this time literally to do nothing, like I'll, out on my patio and sit in the sun for 20 minutes you know and stare out at the traffic or whatever's going by birds flying i get so much inspired information it's like i create space to connect to my higher self and i just get downloaded ideas of content to create or classes or events or i mean it's just right there it's like when i when i give myself permission to stop and just kind of daydream and drift around all kinds of inspired information
1: comes in, you know, exactly. Amazing. Exactly. And as I hear you, I'm like, yep, I know what that's like. Yeah. I know exactly what like. That's you're like.
0: gardening and all of a sudden you're like, Oh my gosh, I can create this program or I could do this yep. group or I could. Yep.
1: Right. It's amazing. Constantly, constantly like yeah. a thought, an idea, a topic. So all of this, you know, um, mind space that's just available Mm -hmm. right the thoughts that are yours that you're not kind of like moving to the side because you're like involved in this or you're like right oh you know what i'm gonna uh, that's a great thought oh okay but i need to be focused here because x y and z and then the thought's gone gone Gone. forgot it
0: you're like gone why didn't i write that down
1: what was that thing? what was that right and then you get so frustrated.
0: but i kind of feel that's like what i call creating from the quantum field it's it's Creating from your soul versus mm-hmm. creating from your human, because our human mind wants X, Y, and Z, it wants structure, it wants timelines, it wants productivity, it wants, um, you know, you to hit certain markers, and there's a big attachment to the outcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I found by just letting all that go, trusting my process, receiving the information, executing without attachment, allowing the clients to come. Like I stopped chasing. I just started attracting. I stopped hustling. I just started being. It was like my power amplified and everything in resonance just started coming. People start referring clients and you're not even trying. People are calling you and scheduling and booking and then you're turning people away. And you're just like, I don't even know because I feel like I'm doing nothing, but all this stuff's happening.
1: Right. I love that. You know, stopped hustling and started being Mm -hmm. I don't think I I I, I think about this often especially when they take the payment and I'm like oh my god I paid for it again this month is my the 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 website where I'm listed as a therapist because I haven't gotten a a new client from the website in like four or five months I know right because I've gotten referrals of referrals and and I'm like okay I need to okay don't forget (laughs) Cancel that, <laughs> pause that subscription for a hot moment. Cause you're yeah. paying for nothing right now, but definitely just letting things sort of like just happen. And don't and you find like the right people are coming
0: when I'm not even having to really turn people away because mm. there's some sort of energetic resonance and the people who aren't meant to work with me either cancel or fall out or have to reschedule. I've had clients pay and just no show. And I'm like, You have all these sessions booked. I guess when they're ready, they'll come or they'll never come. I don't know. Right. I'm not gonna go chase them down. It's like they know that they paid for these
1: sessions. I'm available. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that so interesting? It's just that attractions magnet. I mean, it's 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 crazy. So I'm I'm now sort of living in that place, right? You've been there for a moment. Yeah. And I'm loving. And I love like just having these, these thoughts and these ideas and just like, you know, writing things down. I have those large post-it notes everywhere. I have one (laughs) on the door in my bathroom. I have two in my room. I have one in the sliding door in my kitchen area, because as soon as I have a thought, I want to write it down. Yeah.
0: Don't you feel like you're in the flow? Yeah, Like you are just fighting through the struggle every day, like, the drive the bullshit the you know the stress like and when you can just let go of the things that aren't aligned it's literally it's like you give the universe permission to just be like this is coming for uh, you oh thank
1: you yes Come it's in. just yes, like you're aligning you. with your 100%
0: your potential and your truth and your soul and and everything it just starts to flow.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's how
0: you know, right? If, if you're in this push-pull struggle, if you're feeling like your soul is dying, it is. And you have it to is. choose something different because if you don't, you're going to have a nervous breakdown. You're going to get sick. Something more intense is going to, car accident is going to get your attention and get you to pay attention. But I noticed people have such a high tolerance for suffering. Mm-hmm. They know what they need to know, do, and they know what they know
1: years sometimes before they actually take action. You know, it's so interesting that you bring that up because again, the right clients come in at the right time and it, it is what it is. And I hear this so often, right? Like this has happened and this has happened and this has happened and all this stuff has happened. And mm-hmm. the thought of themselves is one, I, I deserve this. Like I've done something to deserve this right. hurt and pain right. or it's a test. test. (laughs) And today I'm like, (laughs) right. Right. Like it's a test. Like, okay. If this is a test and this is a test, like, is there an exam? Like, is there something above it? Like, (laughs) where are we with this? Because if our thought is like, I'm supposed to endure this, it's the martyrdom syndrome, right? Yeah, we were talking about this. So, so Lily
0: came to my book event in San Diego. We had breakfast before the event, and we were talking about this, like our family of origin story, our cultural programming, these expectations and that were conditioned and programmed to, um, these expectations were meant to meet, these programs were, were expected to align with, which is you know, being the good girl, doing everything at our own expense, people pleasing, making sure that everyone's taken care of at our own expense. Like we don't, we're not worthy of our own love and
1: attention. Mm -hmm. We're here to serve and meet expectations. here Here to serve. You know, if, if I, as you're saying that I'm like, maybe the book exists. And if it doesn't, we should definitely work on a book called F the good girl because (laughs) we should write that being the good girl, because think about it. You know, even I was having a conversation earlier with someone and she asked her, her significant other, she wants him to be her significant other. And she says, well, (laughs) what do you want? And he says, A, B, C and D. And he does, he he wants a chill and it's, it's, you know, slow and, and, Mm -hmm. and I said well and did he ask you what did you want and Mm -hmm. she's like well no and I said well then how did you respond she's like okay (laughs) and I thought whoa whoa, 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 whoa." back it up back it up half of my thought was one you know we often ask questions in lieu of conversations, not only to be didactic, but to be reciprocated. Mm-hmm. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, good. How's your weekend? Oh, it was great. How's your weekend? Mm-hmm. There's always reciprocation in what we do. So if we're asking the question, what is it that you want? Her need was to know, did he care about what she wanted? Right. Right. And as a good girl, like you don't want to just jump to conclusions. You don't want to scare him away. With don't rock God. the boat. Don't Don't rock rock the the ball. That's what he said. Fine. And I said, what would have happened? What do you think would have happened? What would have been his reaction if you said, well, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And her words were, God, that sounds really blunt. Really? What else? It sounds like really serious. And she used the word strict. What does that remind you of? Kind of like my mom. Like, this is what I want. This is how I want. And this is what I hmm, Or maybe church. thank you
0: right you gotta gotta follow these rules like there's no room for compromise or discussion like I learned really early you don't question what you're told you do what you're told you do what you're told period there's no room for conversation but think about
1: that think about that if we grow up being learning to do what you're told and this is going to go sideways real quick is mm-hmm. why, why is it? Are we really surprised is, is the remark. Are we really surprised that abuse exists? Right. Any kind. Right. Right. You do as you're told and that's mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. because I said so. Right. Mm-hmm. That we learn to just follow rules and just do as people say.
0: With no discernment no discernment also guilt
1: oh if shame. you
0: don't guilt shame if you don't follow and and run with the herd and do what's expected and stay in the box and behave and be that good girl you're a problem yeah you're a problem and you need to fix it right right but right. nowhere in that equation are we learning emotional safety Nowhere is there compassionate inquiry. How do you feel? How do you, how do you feel? And no validation of our feelings. We right. learn to stuff and bury it and man up and do what's expected at our right. own emotional expense. We also are taught that we're not allowed to be ourselves because you're not okay. You have to do and be who we tell you to be mm-hmm. at all times. Mm -hmm. And if you're like a rebel, like I was a bit, I was a rebel. Like, I'm like, don't put me in that box. I kept, I was like a spider monkey. My hands (laughs) and feet out. Like, you're not pushing me in that box. And my mom was like trying to shove me into that box. Like, get in that box. Yeah. And um, I was such an enigma to her. She's like, why won't you comply? (laughs) I tried. I really did. But my soul just wouldn't let me.
1: It wouldn't. You know? And wouldn't let you. And then
0: that (laughs) becomes like this whole, like, you're unworthy. You're not good enough. You're not meeting my expectations. Then you carry this guilt and shame. It's just like this spiral down into this unworthiness that we have to fight to find ourselves. Yep.
1: Once again, right? And I think that's the part of like that soul CPR that I sort of kind of walked into. And I did some like digging and some searching in regards to me. What do I like? What do I want? When I would go to lunch and to dinner with friends, and I I honestly thought my my decision came from I don't really care. I really don't. It's food. It's gonna make me not be hungry. Great. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want. Do you want Do you want this restaurant? Sure, that works. How did you shift? How did you pivot that? How did you start speaking your truth? So I started sitting back and assessing. So during this year and change, one of my thoughts was like, okay, you want things to be different. What things do you want to be different? Mm-hmm. So I started to be very, very in the moment of like sitting back, things are happening. And I thought, how do I, this was my thought in the moment. How do I really feel about that? Mm. Okay. We, we're going to go get Chinese. Are you good with that? My norm? Yeah, that works. And then the thought was do you really want it? No, I really wanted, you know, Mediterranean. Well, then why don't you say that? Ladies, um, would you guys mind Mediterranean today? Oh my God. I haven't had that that one spot. Yeah, let's go. And I was like, wow. Okay. All right. And it just took those little moments, you know, um, do you want to drive or do you want me? I hate driving like I'm going to take, I take that back. I love long drives where I can think. And that's Mm -hmm. like my think box. Mm -hmm. And I love that. But if they're like, oh, well, let's go down to X, Y, and Z. And you're like in the middle of traffic. uh, um, No, I don't want to drive. And I would be like, I'll do it. I'll take it. No problem. I'll take my car. That's fine. We'll take my car. I'll drive. I'll take my car. It's fine. And then later on, I was like, but I'm not. Because I don't get reimbursed for any of the time or the gas, gas or the, or- you know, wait a minute, why? And I- then
0: it becomes oh, an expectation.
1: Gosh. Oh, well, Lily, drives Lily all the will time. drive. She'll pick me up. and
0: She drives all the time. She loves yeah. driving. No, I don't. No, I don't. I really don't. How many people so- are living that every day? Can you drive my kid to carpool? Can you carpool? Can you pick my kid up? Can you just drop him off at okay. home? I'm busy. Sure. And then you mm-hmm. just start to lose yourself because you're just in this pattern of service at your own expense.
1: So that was my first thing. Just assess. assess. What does it feel like to say that? And what does it feel like to just speak your truth? Sometimes it was scary. I would Mm -hmm. get this warm feeling. I I know my cheeks like had flush and I'd be like, "Mm, you know, actually, why don't I meet you guys there? Because I I have a couple other things to do and they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah we thought you would be driving yeah but I really want to have access to my car and not have to worry about anybody mm-hmm. you know leaving mm-hmm. a good time because of mm-hmm. and they'd be like oh okay and they were like everybody's so respectful of like yeah sure no problem or how about I drive well oh, you know if in that moment I really just wanted to make sure I had access to my car because I needed to get to something different and I would be like no I'll meet you there whatever or oh we actually had Mediterranean that other one day okay well you know what why don't you guys go grab your Chinese I'm gonna go pick up my order and then we'll meet back here for lunch. Does that work? Mm-hmm. And no one was like, Oh my God, you're such a party boomer. Why don't you lunch?" nobody? It's nobody. all
0: a dialogue within our own heads. The critic, all, all of it. It's like w- the moment I realized I'm doing this to me. I'm doing this to myself. I'm breaking myself down. I'm not speaking my truth. I'm constantly choosing to sacrifice constantly. I'm constantly saying yes when I want to say no. It's all about me making these decisions. Then I can actually choose and change those decisions. Yeah. Nobody's forcing me. It's just these self-imposed expectations. Yeah.
1: Which are to so go unhealthy. along, to be good. Don't rock the to boat. To not rock the
0: boat, <laughs> right?
1: Don't rock the boat. So that was one. So I assessed mm-hmm. and I was like, mm, what feels right? What feel- Okay, what does it feel like to say something? What does it feel like to not say something, right? Mm-hmm. Like I still have those moments. Like there's a lot of things like my mom will say and I'm like, okay, yes, ma'am, right? <laughs> and then I'm like, uh okay but I'm gonna work on that I'm, I'm working on that right like those yeah. are our, our mm-hmm. constant internal conversations. Mm-hmm. and then the thing that I started to notice is that I started to create these things for me that made me feel good right I love that I honestly always thought and I don't know where I got this idea and maybe once upon a time in, in like elementary and we're given homework of like how to create like something from a little like fava bean in a plastic bag is the image mm-hmm. I'm getting and and I must have killed mine <laughs> I had to have because the message was you don't have a green thumb Oh, mm, yours died yeah you, we shouldn't try okay um so let's go with so-and-so's because theirs is you know eating boots roots or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. so for a hundred million years I don't know how long it's been minutes th- seconds whatever it was I always thought I had I did not have a green thumb Mm-hmm. so I move into this house and I have a space and I'm thinking oh, I, I probably have to hire a couple of people to come and give me some landscaping because I don't want to kill that stuff like I've killed plants you know like I've been gifted <laughs> plants and I'm like they're dead don't give me plants please you know and I kept having this thought like I'm just going to kill stuff so I moved here and I thought you know what Actually, this was a conversation I had with somebody. She's telling me, I have such a green thumb. She's like, um, I will, I will revive plants. And I was like, how, how, how did she's like, well, aren't you a Virgo? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I'm a Virgo. She goes, did you know that our earth sign is very like green thumb oriented? And then your something, something sign is like the, the fire in X, Y, and Z. She explained it to the point that I literally, you believed like, it. I have a green thumb. <laughs> I do. I love it. <laughs> I love Wendy, yeah. I literally went out and bought me, and this is, this is really interesting. I bought me six plants at uh-huh. Home Depot. Um, right. I love the Day of the Dead, it's my favorite holiday. And I, we have these plants, these uh, marigolds, right? Mm-hmm. Beautiful orange marigolds. So I wanted, I, I bought them early so that they can be in full bloom for, you know, November 1st and 2nd. And then I was, I think it was at the 99 cent store and I saw marigolds in little packets. And I was like, oh, what's the, pl- I just bought these six plants. They'll be, oh, well, you know what? Worst case scenario, I'll, I'll kill them. So I buy them. And this half of the planter has all these six beautiful blooms. And here I dug up the dirt and I had bought new dirt and I put them in and I, you know, watered and mm-hmm. I, I was taking care of my plants. And then all of a sudden I see these little like, you know, Shoots. yes, come up. And I was like, oh my God, they're like. <laughs> right and I remember I was so like shocked and surprised and I was like so happy that I was like oh my goodness so every day I was so excited I would walk out there and I would water my plants and I would be like look at these beautiful young ladies oh my god they're gonna grow up and be so cute oh my god ladies la-. and I was having this whole talking to your plants loving your plants 100% I mean not that I was ignoring the other ones but I was like these seeds there was a special right? pride in those seeds that you special. got to bloom 100% yeah. they got to bloom The plant is probably about three feet tall. Oh my gosh. And they bloomed beautifully right in time for the day of the dead. Oh my gosh. And these other, um, store-bought ones, store-bought ones never grew. They didn't die Mm -hmm. immediately, (laughs) but they just stayed. So somebody had told me, oh, well, that's how store-bought plants are. They're not meant to, and da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, oh, interesting. So I'd water them and I'd go out there and I'd, you know, I'd be like, hey beautiful, how are look? Oh, you guys are doing great. Look, oh, big sister over here. Look, come on, you guys. Like <laughs> I'd have this whole thing. And they ended up like just withering away. And I thought that was interesting. My other plants are still out there. Oh my they gosh. endured winter. They Crazy. endured and the winter was cold. So you know, I heard this conversation and I was like I don't, where did they get that thought that I didn't have a green thumb let me try it she convinces me I have a green thumb I was like Virgo earth sign yes makes sense let's plant and there they are right yeah so I I do this thing often where I go and I try something new mm-hmm. and I figure out do I like it Does mm-hmm. it set my soul on fire mm-hmm. right and there's things that I get re- into really like excited like oh this is gonna be fun and this is gonna be and and, and then right. later on I'm like. Yeah, not
0: so much. But again,. Okay, this, but again, I mean, like I said, we can always choose to pivot. And we get something from just the experience of doing it. Even always. if it's something that doesn't resonate, but it sounded exciting, say you sign up for a dance class and you're like, this is uh, intimidating. and it's not for me, but you had the courage to do it. And And every time we every time we challenge ourselves and we get out to our comfort zone, like I always call it getting to the edge going to our edge? How far can we go to our edge and push the boundary a little bit and challenge ourselves a little bit? Even if it's not something we stick with, we took ourselves there and we just expanded a little bit in the process, you know, and that's what's happening. I love it with your gardening and your home projects and your practice and You know, for those of you who don't know, I've had Lily on my show three times, and I suggest you go back to our first couple of interviews because she started as an unwed single mom of two babies, no college education, no money, trying to juggle a job, putting herself through college, taking care of these two babies on her own. Her story is so inspiring to see her come from that young woman facing all this adversity to now just thriving. I mean, your journey has been so inspiring to me. I think I cried my eyes out during our first interview. Not many people bring me to tears, but your story really did. Um, It's just been so amazing to watch you really claim yourself. Mm own and claim yourself in a way that, you know, really inspires others to come forward and stop selling themselves short and to claim their power and unpack all those programs and stories that we tell that are keeping us from really,
1: truly living our best lives. 100% thank you for that Wendy and you're right there's there's there is there's so much history in that and what Mm -hmm. was programmed and what I learned from that family of origin Mm -hmm. and how there was a lot of things that I just swept under the rug and like you know moved forward and I was this good girl and I was you know you talk about being that spider monkey I was like okay what box oh that box that that smaller box okay I'll I'll make it work oh my gosh wow
0: that's huge
1: and, and, you know, as you become a mother, you know, you start to realize, I don't want my kids to be in that box. Okay, and also, what do don't that? you
0: catch yourself in the programming? Like, I, we repeat what we learn oh, from our yeah. parents. So yeah. I catch myself um, pushing my kids to take certain classes or to try harder, or mm-hmm. you've got to take mm-hmm. an instrument. That's what Asians mm-hmm. do. You play an mm-hmm. instrument, pick an instrument. You got to play a sport, you know, like... Mm-hmm. And then I'd catch myself and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a mother. I'm turning into my mother. <laughs> what am I doing? But you don't even see it. It's just so programmed and you're just doing what yeah. you, you learned. You know, yeah. you have to consciously
1: unravel that. And sometimes you, it's in the moment that you're right? like, oh, my God, I was. that was totally my mom. Right. <laughs> or you're like, oh, uh, um, <laughs> I caught myself in that many times. Right. I did. Or I sometimes, sometimes would think about, my kids are so different. They're day and night, mm-hmm. literally, like figuratively and physically. Like I have this light skin, you know, wedito blonde boy that we call Weddle And then, you know, my, my other son, that's just like, he's my color and he's darker and he has these features and they that's how different they are. Mm-hmm. So I knew very early on, I could not talk to them the same because my older is like just this wholehearted human to this moment. He, he's the one that just sometimes makes me pause. Mm-hmm. He, he says some things, Wendy, that I'm like, what planet are you? Like on? so profound, so profound. Or he just drops like, it
0: in and you're like, like, I need three days to process what you just said to me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm
1: not, I'm going to think about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And my other one like he's just that he's that type of soul. He mm-hmm. is an old soul. My other one he's like this lively, fun, vivacious, like adrenaline seeking junkie. Like he's jumped out of airplanes and you oh, know he's gosh. a hot shot and he's like, you know, riding in helicopters to go into these mountains to put out these fires and I'm like, "Oh my god, like just night and day." Different. Yeah. And I all often found myself thinking, "Okay, I can't talk to him the way I talk to him and I can't talk to him the way I talk to him because it's no, no, So I off, luckily I often caught myself thinking, how do I say the same thing to him? Mm-hmm. Because he needs a different. He needs to receive it
0: in a different way,
1: different way. Yeah. I had to be very gentle in one way and I had to be very direct in another. I'm
0: really and- amazed that you had that consciousness so early in your parenting journey because I did not. <sighs> and I have since apologized to my kids. And it took years for them to realize I'm not that person anymore. I'm like, I love you no matter what, do whatever, lights your fire. You know, none of them, neither of them were into that corporate box. They're both creative. They're both artistic. They're one's musical. It, one's very athletic. They, they think differently. They're not, they came into my life to teach me how to accept who they are and love them unconditionally and not push all of my agendas and my programs onto them. And I'm just so glad I got to this place so I could really show up with unconditional love and no agenda, no attachment. I'm not defined by what they do or don't do. And just, I just soak them in for the beautiful humans that they are.
1: I just love them so much that part of like, they, they come, they came in to teach us something. They, did. they did. And on both of this one drops them. And I'm just like, I gotta think about this one's like, mom, you got a little, you know, like he, he's such the the pusher. So, you know, one of the things is that I had this thought of for a while. I, when we met, I think it's one of the things that I shared at um, the class we were in that I wanted yeah. to have this podcast. Yes. And, um, that had been like, five six years in the making mm-hmm. so finally when I came into this place of like I can do whatever I want now I can do whatever I want with my time and I can divide my time this way and I can work on the podcast idea and I'm gonna figure it out I'm gonna figure it out my my kids were like do it what are you doing it? when are you starting it? well who are you interviewing how's it going what are you doing they they went out and they bought me this beautiful um neon sign I guess you, can, the the signs that you see like at like restaurants and bars with like names on them are you and serious they, uh, this was I looked. I mean, I've I've had it. In, that is in so room. cool. It says Las Beauties on it, mm-hmm. and it's a pink and black, mm-hmm. and it lights up this beautiful fuchsia color. And they gave it to me for our birthday, um, twenty nineteen. Really? Yeah. That's mm. how much they believed and pushed me to do things. I love it. I Where are you? It. What are you doing? Well, there's a sign. Have you used it? Have you put it?
0: Have you, have you, have you, have you? Have you they must have been rec- so excited when you actually did it.
1: And you Ugh. just put
0: that first podcast out. That must have felt so good.
1: They were like, so I, at one point, this is what happened with, with the recording of it. I kept pushing it off. Nope. I can't because I, you know, there's that this perfectionist mic. thing. Always right?
0: it has to look
1: perfect. It I don't have the scripted. mic. I need, oh. I haven't written the script. Mm-hmm. I have, I have this, but I don't have this. I, and i was at want one, one more, one moment. I just said, stop. You have to do it. Just do it. Do it. Just record and let it be what it needs to be. Yeah. Sure enough. I was like, you know what? It is what it is. Boom.
0: And out. here it is. And it came out exactly as it needed to. And you've had incredible guests. Now, if people are searching for you, I know you're on all the platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, um, and it's Lost Beauties, B-E-A-U-T-Y-S mm-hmm. is the name podcast. of That's the it. podcast. And tell me, tell me what your, your soul mission is oh, for the I, just podcast. Just
1: the fact that you used soul. So here, here's the interesting part of it. The goal has been to definitely bring forward information. I feel like in the in the year, not only in life experience as a mother, as a parent, mm-hmm. as a friend, right, as a as a worker, as a supervisor, mental health clinician, all of these roles have really brought in a lot of experience. And I have mm-hmm. I've had a lot of experiences that I know that would be really beneficial to um, parents and families that are going through really difficult times. Communicating with our kids is really important um uh, setting a platform for um being able to talk about the difficult things that we still in this moment with our own families of origin do not talk about right Mm -hmm. we continue to sweep things under the rug and we talk about you know domestic violence and abuse and and what does that look like so the the initial first few um uh podcasts uh, the episodes, was really just that part one of them talking about soul searching and soul CPR, and um, being able to talk about unburdening the soul. And those few have just been a couple of minutes of, like, just this journey, kind of a little bit of what I've talked about today. Mm -hmm. And um, to be able to sort of set this platform of how we gauge, gather information, uh, learn about ourselves, and then sort of move into what it needs to be next. And um, so I have tons of like thoughts and ideas and, and topics. And then like people that I need to go out and approach to be able to have really solid conversations about just things that other people might need to hear in this moment. And honestly, that the, the, the part of just record, make it happen, see what happens and let it, I think that part of evolving it into what it needs to be will happen just the way it was like my soul. I feel like my soul's dying. I need to do something about it, quitting my job, And doing this on my like I didn't know what I was doing and I figured it out. I went from three days a week to five days a week, you know, just working from eight to one. And I and you know, you can continue
0: to shift and pivot and evolve, and there's no right or wrong structure. You know, that's the thing, is we need to give ourselves permission and freedom to choose something different and know that when you step into alignment. So everything's energy for me, right? As a healer, as a a coach, when you keep taking incremental aligned steps with your soul, Mm -hmm. you will never fail. You will never fail because you're saying more of this, more of this. I'm aligning more with this timeline because this is who I am. And the universe just starts delivering like, The abundance comes in, the clients come in, the opportunity comes in. And it's like just literally law of attraction because you are aligned with your soul purpose. All the distractions, all the excuses, all the reasons are not moving you forward. They're delaying your growth. Yep. Right.
1: All, All of that. And I'm listening and I'm thinking you know we can hear that over and over and over because for me i'll speak for myself i have read that i've i've felt it i you know um i'm i'm i provide that to others to my sisters my boys have believed in the universe since they were like 6 or 7 years old Right. Like that love attraction part right. my son calls his you know um universe chewy chewbacca that's like <laughs> like chewy got this for me i chewy, love it chewy. Chewy found me a parking. I love it. He's amazing, right? So I love it. So there's those moments that we're like, "Yep, that's what it feels like. This feels right." I'm Mm -hmm. I'm walking in that alignment. This feels right, you know. And when we start Mm -hmm. to, and that's the really important part, I think. I don't know if it's just part of the plan. We're not really taught to be in touch with emotions. Not at all. Not yours everybody else's be aware. Are Mm -hmm. they sad? Go make them happy. Are they sad? Go, go help Mm -hmm. them go. You know, Mm -hmm. they're lonely. They have go do what do you feel? What does that feel like for you? So being in touch with our own emotions, me being in touch with my emotions and knowing what is it that I like and what feels right and following that. And when it doesn't feel right, to be like, "Mm, not so much. It reminds me of when I went to my when I got my first degree in accounting, out of high school, went to college, got a degree in accounting. And I finished and I graduated and I did well. And I liked it. I got my first job in a high rise building at a accounting firm. And within two weeks, Wendy, I knew that was not for me. You're like hard. No, hard. No.
0: And then what do you do with it? Like you just got this degree and landed this job. What is my
1: mom going to say? Oh my
0: God. All of it.
1: Right. You you know, all these things, like what are people going to say? Oh my God. You just went, you just went two years. You just wasted two years of your life. What's wrong with you? You know? And I said, my only thought was, you know, and it's funny that I don't know if the thought was, I, I will, I remember thinking I will literally wither away. That was my thought. You had the snowing already. I knew. Cause wow. I was not, a, I was not able to like have co- conversations like, Hey, how are you? How's it going? No, it was just like sit there in your cubicle and do, and do, and do, and do, and yeah. do. I'm like, that's not me. I quit. I quit. And I was like, I need to figure out what's next. Did it go to waste? No, it did not. I did taxes for like 19 years, which I love. <laughs> January. Through April. I'm like, I'm, I'm good. This is good. But that's not the field I went to. Mm -hmm. And do I have that in my back pocket for anything and everything that I want to use tomorrow? Sure. It's there. Mm -hmm. But I, you, we have to go out and be like, is, is this for me? Does this resonate?
0: Does this resonate? And then honor the knowing you can know it, but not do anything about it. And then this is when that soul crushing, you know, health issues and and life altering experiences happen because we're always being guided to our alignment. And sometimes and it looks like chaos.
1: <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> we have to go through some stuff to be able to get to the other side. Right. But sometimes, and I think this is that part of us, and for many of us that think, well, they told me to go to school. I'm in school. They told me to do this thing. I'm doing this thing. I'm working at this thing and I'm not really happy, but. You know, it's just the thing. I, I pay the bills. It's just, it's whatever I do. It's, it's my nine to five. And then, my don't,
0: and then don't you find that you settle for mediocrity because it's comfortable. Yeah. It's that consistent check. You have benefits. I wonder how many people are out there just living this soul crushing life without an awareness that if you just let it go something better is coming for you. Mm -hmm. Something else is out there for you, a better partner, a better business opportunity, a better friendship. If you surround yourself with things that don't resonate, there's no room for all of that magic to come in. There's no room for that right partner if you're holding on to that toxic one. There's no room for that uh, fulfilling career. If you had stayed in that other agency, there's no room for that beautiful house to belong to you if you right. continue to just keep your thinking and mindset in this very small box.
1: You know, as you say that that part, like that just like, mm, that's so true. When if, if anybody was to go back and listen to the first episode and we talked about manifesting that house mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how that house came about, and I had seen this house and I was that like, was that's my such house. Such a crazy story. Right. And I was like, this is my house. Oh my God, I moved in. Oh, Wendy, I, I, I loved that house into the beauty that I left it in. Mm-hmm. I put flooring and I redid my bathrooms and I was like, mm. I'd walk into my house. This is so yummy. After a, a, a two, three hour drive and just be like, oh. Your sanctuary. It, yes.
0: it would hug
1: me mm-hmm. when I'd walk in. And when the decision came to, like, sell the house, do you know how many people approached me and were like, wow, really? You've only been here for two years, and this was your house. You manifested this house. And I was like, yeah. In that moment, this is what I needed to do and Mm be.
0: And now you're evolving, and you're ready for that next thing. right?
1: And now it's for the next thing. And I'm sorry you feel that way. Because maybe you feel stuck where you are and you're right. afraid to let go of your stuff. Right, right. But this needed to be what it needed to be for me in this moment. And maybe it just needed to be my sanctuary to go and heal and find out that I love to do these hand, these, these, these projects, projects and, and, and updating yeah. and blah blah blah. And move forward. Right. And I you think know what else, Lily,
0: that's that. that you're doing and you're not even aware you're doing it is you are inspiring people to step out of the box. They're like, hmm, she's doing it. You're writing this blueprint. You're creating this template for others to follow by being bold enough to do it yourself. Because people are watching. People are always paying attention. Even the critics, they're watching you. They want to take you down because they feel insecure or they're jealous. They want to talk shit about you, whatever. I'm like, well, you have fun with that. I'm going to stay on my path and I'm going to keep going and keep shining and keep rising. You have fun with that. Cause that doesn't define who I am. Right. Right. But they're watching.
1: Yep. You know? And, and my thought at the end of that was you can thank you for your opinion. You're absolutely <laughs> right. This is where I'm at today. And just because it was what it was in that moment. It doesn't mean I can't change today. Right. It doesn't mean I can't change my mind. And when you think about people that are in relationships for 10, 15, 30, 50 years and they're just miserable Miserable. Yeah. and you're like, because you didn't have the guts to look outside of that and be like, what do I want? Does this make me happy? What do I deserve? What do I deserve? What
0: do I deserve? And I think worthiness is such a huge part of it. Like I had to learn to feel worthy. I I need to embrace my worthiness to invite abundance in. You cannot be in a place where you feel small and unworthy and living in a contracted vibrational energy and expect the world to bless you with all this abundance and opportunity and great people you have to be it to attract it. Yeah. And, you know, getting to that place of wholeness within ourselves and that place of pure knowing that we are worthy. We, we are born worthy. There's nothing 100%. external that determines your worth and value as a human being. Because you come in that way. When you learn to embrace that and run with that and show up in your life because you know that and you're not trying to prove it or earn it, or chase it, your life will completely change. And that's what we do in our work. That's what we do with our clients. We get you to see, we reflect to you, your beauty, your frequency, your potential, your worthiness. And we shine that mirror, we hold that mirror up for you to really receive it and clear all that gunk and garbage that you've been taught and told your whole life. So you can level up and transform your life. That's what we do. To what you want it to be. Exactly. What you
1: need it to be for you. And you do it for you. Yes. Exactly. Right. To feel that sense of your soul saying, this is what it is. This is what I meant. This is what I was talking about. This is why I gave you anxiety. This is why (laughs) I gave you aches and pains because, you know, I was watching one of um, Oprah's, uh, she was having a conversation with—I want to say—with maybe Brene Brown, and she says it's when your soul whispers initially, and then it turns into this like louder voice, and then this roar, and then it's that right. And you see it happen throughout our lives, where mm-hmm. there's like, you know, you you don't get the promotion you want. You're like, oh, I'm going to work harder instead of like,
0: this isn't maybe it. that
1: wasn't for me. Maybe, maybe that that there's something greater coming. Exactly. So. Like there's always going to be that sort of voice inside saying, and we have to, we sometimes have to, and this is, this is the challenge. Staying so still to listen and not ignore it. Cause we've been taught from a very young age to ignore what it is that you're thinking and feeling. Mm-hmm. You, you pay attention to what I'm telling you. You, when I tell you you're hungry, you're hungry. When I tell you you're not hungry, <laughs> you're not hungry. So we start That's to right. look externally for all right. of that validation. Right. And when does anybody ask you, how's your soul doing today?
0: Right. Right. And don't you you think,
1: don't you think, Lily, that
0: all of that conditioning and programming is teaching us not to trust ourselves? 100%. Ever. So when you don't trust yourself, you're like, well, what do you think? Should I move? Should I sell my house? Should I, should I apply for that job? Nobody says, check in. Like, how do you feel about that? And so if it's like a muscle, if you don't exercise that muscle and increase your capacity to hold and connect and hear yourself, you're going to be yanked like a puppet on a string doing all these things for other people and never, never learning that the most valuable thing you can do is honor your truth at all costs. Because your life will just be beautiful if you have the courage Mm. to do it. It's like it requires so much courage. But, I mean, you and I both can say it's (laughs) worth it on the other side. 100%. Like, go for it. One. Do it. Jump. Trust. Like, just go for it. Try it. Because you're going to learn something about yourself in the process. Yeah.
1: Be fearless. Be fearless. Be fearless. What I say now is be Goldilocks. (laughs) That's all. Be Goldilocks.
0: Try out every
1: size. Try every size. Try every color, shade, you know, uh, temperature. Try it. Try it. Nope, too hot. Nope, too cold. Ooh. Here's the sweet spot. I'm going to stay here. This is the sweet spot. Right. Right? This job. This job. This opportunity. That. This. Try it. Try it. Mm -hmm. You're gonna find yours. Listen to your what feels right for you. Because you're right. We are often looking for that external. Wow, this job looks really good on you. Wow, you know, oh, this position, this title. Oh, that is Mm -hmm. oh that that
0: income, that car. mm -hmm.
1: You're on track.
0: And then you get it all and you're miserable. Because that wasn't your dream. That was your mom's dream. That was your husband's dream. That was your friend's dream. That wasn't your dream, you know? So I think on that, we just have to end uh, this beautiful conversation and tell people to really step into your truth. And thank you so much for being with me today. I loved every moment. You're so
1: inspiring. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Yeah. And to my audience, thank you so much for joining us today. Go out in the world feel your way forward be kind to yourselves and i love y'all we'll talk to you later bye